Hello everyone, you're welcome to a brand new edition, a wonderful episode of Ugo's Take. My name is Ugo Amadi and today we have two main talking points, two main areas that we'll be looking at. The first is the proposed Newcastle takeover by the Saudi-led consortium and secondly we'll be having a telephone conversation with the MD and founder of Lextra Learning which basically provides e-learning platforms for um, students in primary to uh, high school level so that will be an interesting conversation but first and first let's look at the Newcastle takeover the Newcastle takeover uh, interesting very interesting it's led by the um, Saudi by Saudi led consortium I think the name is PCP Capital Partners and it's led by a Saudi prince and uh, said to be taking off taking over the um, the Newcastle United Football Club for an estimated amount of 300 million pounds wow that's absolutely mind mind-boggling but it's nothing new really it's no news it's, it's normal Chelsea some years ago over a decade ago was bought by Roman Abramovich for billions Manchester City was bought by the um, Abu Dhabi family for billions so for millions as well so what is different what is different what's the cause for alarm what's all the uproar about you know but the truth is over the years Saudi Arabia has been seen as a country that goes against human rights um, uh, provisions, international human rights charters, violating human rights of, of people living in Saudi Arabia, of their own indigenous, of their own citizens living in, in Saudi Arabia. And the, the West in, in Europe and America as well, always had people crying foul about um, what's going on in Saudi Arabia. So I think that is where the uproar is coming from. But then again, I see people coming up to say, um, this is, is wrong, human rights violation, the British government should act, should take moves to prevent this deal from happening. But I would say, if the British government indeed acts, it would be very, very hypocritical. Because over the years, like in 2018, the British government sold weapons, ammunition, machinery to Saudi Arabia for over 280 million pounds. So despite the human rights violations, despite the concerns about human rights violations, you've still had the British government interacting with um, the ruling class in Saudi Arabia and then this um, as we have them now on Twitter you had pictures released the royal family with um, the Saudi prince all smiling and looking chummy so what would be the point what would be the message is it one rule is good for us and one rule for for everyone else so as the government as the royal family has decided that well 
we don't mind we can have we can do business with the south with the saudis we can do business with the royal family in saudi arabia then i feel that uh, 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 there shouldn't be any misgiving as to as to the Uni- newcastle united takeover but because to my mind if the new if the royal family the british government had stood firm and said okay we're not having any dealings with saudi arabia whatsoever we're sticking to our guns you violate human rights we're not giving you weapons we're not doing any trade deal with you we don't recognize you that would have been something different but what we have here is the government has always done business with the saudi arabia with saudi arabia done fam- business with this saudi arabian royal family so you can now turn around to say oh we don't want this takeover to, to take place and it also goes against um fifa um regulations the, man- the fifa mantra which is politics should not interfere with sports so you should not use a political reason to cast passion on on a, on a, on, a, on sporting transactions so that be the case. my own opinion is it should go through because it would be hypocritical really really hypocritical so i would try now to get in touch with mr john ulebo who is the md of lecture learning and i'm hoping i'll be able to get him online Hello, good afternoon, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. Ugo? Yeah, Ugo, yes. Is it possible for you to call me back in 15 minutes? My, my phone is really down and I worry that we might get cut off in the middle. Okay, okay, I will, I will call you. I'll call you back. I'll call you you just call me back 15 minutes. I'll make sure it's fairly dark then. Okay, okay. Thank you. All right. Um, so that's um, Mr. Jonah Ulebo. Um, he's having some problems with his phone, and hopefully, but hopefully, I'll try to call him back in about 15 minutes, 15 minutes time, and hopefully, we'll be able to have our conversation. And now back to the Newcastle United situation. What would be the implication for the Premier League? First off, what would be the impl- implication for Newcastle United would Newcastle United be able to go into the market and spend 200 million pounds for instance for a player or spend 250 million pounds on maybe Kylian Mbappe or spend 50 million pounds for, for and just spend money willy-nilly well on the face of it it may seem that way but if we if we we think deeply will realize that we have what is called the financial fair play though it has been relaxed a bit but you still have to pay um regard to financial fair play financial fair play is real 
it's in existence and it's it would come into play it would affect um it would affect it would affect the ability of Newcastle United to sign players now but secondly as well one thing we should also consider with respect to Newcastle United being able to sign players if the deal indeed goes through would have to look at where Newcastle United would finish at the end of this season now if you're Kylian Mbappe you're already playing for PSG where you earn a truck ton of money millions of pounds millions of pounds would you be attracted to a move to Newcastle that would at least for this for the next season that's the 2020-2021 season we don't have Champions League football we don't have European football so would you leave PSG where you're playing regular Champions League where it's modern guaranteed that you play Champions League football or you would be attracted to a move to Newcastle United though you probably double your wages you know or you would opt for a move to maybe if it's even possible a Chelsea a Man City um, Liverpool or Real Madrid where you have um, Zizou as your head manager of Real Madrid so sometimes players would look and say this club or despite they have the money and despite the fact that they can offer me twice or thrice triple my salary even I don't think um, I will I will make this move that's one other consideration to have secondly you have the draw of London there are many players especially foreign players coming into the UK who are drawn to play and living in London maybe your Arsenal's your Chelsea's and the likes you know and then we're talking about the issue of Champions League uh, Champions League spots now um, let's talk about the NHS like I said earlier we're giving the NHS props today because they have been really strong being on the front lines going to work working long hours 12 hour shifts 10 hour shifts taking care of sick people taking care of infected people you know in spite of the fact that they have some challenges like the P- yeah, PPE not available or even when they they have them available you have them only in limited quantity you know you have them only in a limited quantity so that's a challenge the NHS has had to face you know that's a challenge the NHS has had to face um, the staff of the NHS are facing the, your nurses your, your doctors you've had some doctors even dying you know you've had some um, nurses um, dying as well you know and that's so sad so 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 sad now I would like to use opportunity to reach out to everyone to people who may listen to the show or listen to this podcast this is not the time to be a rebel this is not the time to be a rebel this is not the time to go against government this is a matter of life and death this is a ma- matter of your well-being of you, for your own good stay at home 
only go out if you have to. Only go out if you really have to. If you want to um, buy medication, buy food, buy um, something for sustenance, or go out for your hourly exercise, then you go out. But it's not the time you want to have parties with you with your friends or want to be in groups. No, this is not that time. This is not the gimmick. People are getting sick. People are dying. This is not some uh, flying saucer theory. This is not some UFO Area 59 theory. This is not any of that. This is real life. This is real, real, real life. Um, real, real life situation. Now, um, I will just we'll just take um, an interlude while we we just pause and look at how things are going on. I will be back shortly to give you some more information about the COVID-19. Just hold on one second and enjoy this interval break.
Now let's talk about the testing kit for COVID-19. If that's for those that want to self-test and um, want to know the procedure, how you go about self-testing. Um, for COVID-19, the home test kit requires a short swab. That is, you you swab some of the substance in at the back end of your mouth. You know, but you have to use a sterile swab, PCR swab, um, a pathology form, a postage paid uh, envelope to return your samples to um, um, the test lab. And all postages are free. That's good. All postages are free. And testing kit is £150. That's £150. Oh, well. That's uh, that's really, really, really expensive. I thought it would have been a lot cheaper. That's what I was expecting. That it would be a lot, a lot, lot cheaper. Uh, but fortunately, when you have pandemics like this or outbreaks like this, the price of um, test kits or preventive medication or preventive measures are usually more expensive than they would usually have been. Um, I will try one more time to get Mr. Jo- Jonah Ulebo, the MD and founder of Lextro Learning, and hopefully this time I will be able to get through to him. So let's just hold a moment while I try to get onto Mr. Jonah Ulebo. And you can follow us at Twitter, Ugostake at Stake. And you can also like the Facebook page, Ugostake. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ugostake. Um, so, because we're looking at putting out a lot more content and on various platforms, on this podcast for one, and on Twitter as well, we'll be able to interact and interact with listeners, get your opinions hear more of what you would like to see on the show what you would like to hear on the show and also we'll be putting out content on on youtube we'll be having google stick business on youtube so that will be an opportunity for people getting into business entrepreneurs uh, top management people you know who want to do some sort of business research that requires some business analysis business solution um products and services you're able to get that on the youtube channel that will be going live 
pretty soon very very soon very very soon i assure you so just keep listening to the podcast where can you get the podcast you can get this podcast on ios you get it on the google on the app store for ios users you get it on google play for android android users and you could also listen and follow for free on spotify so those are the places you can get and listen to this show i thank you all for your support you can also contact us via email at ugostake at coolsite.net ugostake at coolsite.net so that's the email so keep your questions coming keep your contributions coming keep your comments coming you can even go to the facebook page and put your questions put your comments on there and we'll get right back to you i'll get right back to you as soon as i can so just keep supporting the show keep listening keep downloading keep following i am very grateful Hello? Hello? Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Okay, you're welcome to to this episode of Ugo's Take. Um, so, I don't know if you could just introduce yourself, as I have earlier on said that we'll be speaking with you on the show. So, if you could just introduce yourself and tell us uh, what you do and things like that. 
My name is Jonah Ulevo. Um, I am a math teacher. I currently actively teach in the school. And I also am director of Lextra, which is a um, tutoring company that provides maths, English, and science tutoring to students of all year groups. Okay, that's uh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, Lextra Learning, what, on what platforms is it available on? So, we uh, traditionally, we've been running since 20 as a face-to-face tutoring center so we're um, locally based in Leeds, South Leeds and in Wakefield. Um, we weren't offering online tutoring at that time but um, just because of the current um, pandemic situation where it's become more difficult for us to do that we had to shut down um, just over a month ago. Uh, so since then, we've started to offer online tutoring um, and we currently use the Zoom platform to provide that learning. Um, still similar to what we do, so it will be a group of up to five children in um, assessing the teacher via um, Zoom online. Um, and we've, we've just found that um, it's amazing, uh, honestly. Sometimes we think, why, why have we not thought about doing that previously? And that's sometimes what adversity, adversity can do and difficult situations. It can bring out some innovation that you wonder yourself why you never thought about that. So, yeah, we currently tutor online strictly using the Zoom platform. Okay, that's, that's very good. Like you said, sometimes if bad things that though we don't wish for them, we don't wish for certain tragedies to happen or certain adverse um, things to happen or challenges to come our way but sometimes when they come that could be a platform for us to learn new business processes and adapt new things to make our lives better or make our businesses um, move on smoother so but before we continue on because I really want to know more about and the listeners to know more about lecture learning how they could get in touch with you families that want to get in touch with you how they can do that but before we get back to that i would just like to get your opinion on this whole covid19 um, business going on around um, um the world and the uk especially well um like anyone in in who is experiencing what's happened now i think you hear the words um, unprecedented um, so many times now. Um, this is not something anyone in living memory can remember has happened before. Um, but we're in a situation now where the whole world is trying to shut down and be creative about um, opening up again, if at all, very soon. Because we have a virus that is actively um, being transmitted from person to person. Um, so it is without a doubt a scary situation and we we have to be honest about the fact that it's quite a difficult situation and um the safe approach like is being promoted by um government and um public health um, agencies all over the world is that we should be safe by practicing social distancing so that's really important to say um but having said that um i think life still goes on in a sense in the in the sense that um i don't think this situation should necessarily shut down everyone 
we really need at this time we need one another you know so it's really important to try and connect with people because people are going through really a difficult and a stressful time and some people are stronger than others so it's really important for us at this point to look beyond ourselves and say how can i be of benefit to other people um it may be from a, an economic point of view um um some people are losing their jobs and some people are finding it really difficult um while some people are safe and probably i would say that some people who are actually better off because of the coronavirus maybe because of the kind of work they do or the kind of business they're involved in so we've all got to recognize that people are in different situations and be empathetic and do our best to um, help one another but i also want i feel generally that fear is a really strong emotion and it's really important that we try as much as possible not to be fearful and let that rule our emotions because that can then mean that we are unable to look beyond ourselves we are unable to think creatively or unable to really try and um, to push ourselves interestingly i was looking through my linkedin um, connections today and i came across a recommendation for a book which i immediately bought um on audible the book is um, by Ryan Holiday and it's titled the obstacle the obstacle is the way the ancient art of turning adversity to advantage in every difficult situation there's a silver lining there's a positive side to it and i think as much as we should be empathetic about the situation be safe be sensible we should also look at what what are we learning in this situation if you're someone in business for example what what are the things you could do if there was to be a pandemic in future to put yourself in a better position as a family what could you do so we should always try and learn through every situation and do the best to use that learning to be better prepared for the future so i'm saying be safe be sensible but also be positive and be opportunistic okay okay um i would want to ask to um firstly ask your opinion on one one thing and then ask you a question following from following from what you've said about taking opportunities and learning lessons from um adverse things that happen and um, firstly because in as we've talked about social distancing and keeping safe some people feel like it's a gimmick is something the government is trying to deceive people or something like for instance in the us you have people who are protesting the fact that there there's lockdown in various states like in new york the people protesting and saying oh they want the lockdown to be uh, upturned and for people to go about their normal business uh, so what's your re- your reaction to that what would you say to people who feel like um the lockdown is a gimmick or some sort of ploy by the government i i think that's a dangerous sentiment i i i've heard the word before ignorance is not bliss you know because sometimes people say what, what you don't know can kill you but actually in this situation what you don't know definitely can kill you um this is a real situation um i think yesterday the world crossed the 200,000 death mark now i'm, I'm a mass teacher and you know i I like to teach children how to draw graphs, okay? This is one time where 
Um, I, I'm, I'm really bothered about where this graph is going to because one of the things I try to the only time I watch the, the um, news um, hopefully every day um, consciously is after the 230 mark where I know that um, the UK statistics will be out about how many people um, have got the virus and, and, and it sounds weird but it's because of my positive positive hope I'm feeling like I really want to see those numbers going down. 700, 600 people dying in one day in the UK. It's a massive, massive... Just think about it. Start counting one, two, three. We're talking about 600, 700 people dead in one day from one disease. Anyone who looks at that and says it's um, a, a gimmick or it's a joke, actually, um, I'm sorry, I really don't know how to respond to that because... That definitely is is a difficult thing to take when you consider the fact that some of these people who are dead, <laughs> well, not some of them, these people who are dead come from homes. Exactly. There's hardly anyone in our world today who will not know one person or one family or a friend who's who's lost a, a family member. We, we've got to just be sensible. What the government advises is stay at home if you if you're not uh, on essential duty and by essential i could say i'm a teacher i'm on essential duty but right now i can teach my students from home so my schools ask me not to come in yeah. stay at home if you're not on essential duty which means you don't have to go out if you're not a nurse you don't work in a supermarket you know just stay at home because the more we do that the more we can contain the disease and the more we can recover because when we get the numbers down then the government will be able to think about how best to restart um opening up um, different places so that the effect of this does not come back to a situation where we have another situation where the government has to then say okay we need to shut down so i think people should take the advice anyone who thinks this is a, this is a joke should just look at the numbers right now two hundred thousand people are dead that is one-fifth of a million. So talk about if this were to carry on again, by the end of the year, we will have lost over one million people to a pandemic. That's a massive wow. number for anyone to take as a joke. Exactly, exactly. So um, to switch base to something still serious, but less less morbid and, and depressing as this <laughs> COVID-19 thing, Seriously, because it's just it's just can be depressing sometimes, but hopefully we are all going to get yeah. through it. Now, um, because I've been looking at the various work from home solutions that we have. Yeah. Um, some offices rely on Skype, some rely on Zoom, um, some have some special uh, work bridge that they have virtual work bridge in their offices that they used to work. So, so, but what's your own opinion on the available work from home um, solutions or platforms? Do you have any issues with them? Are they okay? What do you think? Um, I mean, um, I, I usually regard myself as re- really um, digitally literate in the sense that I feel like I'm quite um, knowledgeable about digital technology. But e- even then, this situation has made most of us realize that there's a lot really that's out there that we don't know yeah. um obviously also there's a, a, a massive learning curve 
um, for most people. And if I have struggled with some of the platform, not so with some people who are not necessarily actively working with computers and things. So I, I think there are lots of platforms out there. I think probably the most popular ones you you sort of mentioned. I think um, we've got Zoom, which is like you know. I think one of the things I, I chuckle about in this situation is some companies are building up. You know, the Virgin Atlantics of the world are looking for bailout money, and massive companies that you would think are quite in a healthy state. You know, yeah. one month, two months down the road, are looking for support. But Zoom as a company is literally taking off, you know, just because of the circumstance or the fact that lots of us have to work from home. You know, some people were, some were used to Skype. Um, I think one of the ones that is quite popular now that most people are not talking about is Microsoft um, Teams now. Yeah. I think the reason is because it's not a free platform and I don't think you can get a license for one or two people. So it's usually used by really big companies and maybe um, big schools and um, certainly um, in the school I teach we use Microsoft Teams I think these platforms are fantastic um, but some of them are more difficult to use in a sense I don't want to start banding names so that I don't get a call from Microsoft or a call from um, um, Zoom as to um, putting down their products but I personally have enjoyed using Zoom um, I think it's quite a good platform there's still a lot to learn because you can put people in different rooms. You can do quizzes. You know, it's 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 amazing the things I'm seeing people use these platforms to do. But it's all about um, learning. The thing to be conscious about though is that more security breaches are happening in these platforms, and people just need to be aware and be sensible. So um, simple stuff as not starting your calls with video because. We've seen different um, advertisements and different um, things on social media where people have not been conscious that they're actually live on a virtual call or virtual platform and um, have realized that they are actually not wearing any clothes or something uh, something really silly and funny. So yeah. um, just be conscious and be, be security conscious. I think more people are being advised on Zoom to use passwords, um, passworded meetings for the simple reason that I have heard that one or two Zoom calls have been hacked in recent times. So, it's strange times, but technology, when it works, can be fantastic. And I think everyone should definitely try and learn to use one or two of these platforms because I genuinely think that even after this COVID-19 situation, it will be part of our lives, really, to do virtual calls. And the more you get used to this technology, um, probably the better, more so if you are in business. Yeah. Um, for me, I have a little critique um, with respect to these platforms like your Zoom, your uh, Microsoft Teams, your Skype, GoMeeting and the rest of them. It, I wouldn't say it's 100% their fault because we, no one has ever, could ever predict that we would have or be in this sort of situation. But I think what we have mostly is work from home solutions rather than remote business solutions. By that I mean remote business solutions are solutions that wherever you are, you can do your business or you can go about your daily job, which would include, if it was a board meeting, 
you were able to have that board meeting whether through video yeah. or whatever if it's um your client would have normally been able to contact you and you talk to him give him advice or receive a document from your client you still would be able to receive at least uh, a soft copy version of that document receive payments make payments and all that on a business solutions platform because what we have now is your which is okay to some extent you're able to make video calls speak with your colleague as if you're in the same place you know do some transactions but certain aspects of the business you know for instance you look at places like your morrisons your wilco's your other um grocery shops that you have everywhere yeah there is this um customers are unable to for instance have an app on their phone right where you could shop for your normal stuff on morrisons for instance yeah. as you would i have it delivered to you you know Im- almost immediately because you don't have that integrated platform so while this work from home solutions are helping us keep keep the economy moving keep our businesses moving i still think some aspects need to be added added to yeah. this solution so that you have a complete business uh, uh, remote business solution because i feel it yeah. will help businesses in so many regards and primary on that is when you're recruiting top talent you know if you're recruiting top talent yeah whatever company would employ let's say a senior business analyst or employ a senior project manager they would any company will still pay that senior manager maybe 50 something thousand 50 something thousand pounds a year so it wouldn't be money that you would use to convince such a person because when such a person has gotten to that level you should be able to say okay we can give you work from home solutions you know and things like that you know and that is an additional draw to customers and clients because now people want services on the go as i'm holding my phone i want it on i, I want to be able to make that order and receive uh, what's it called receive the um goods or service at my doorstep yeah. you know so that's one thing i feel is missing from the whole um work from home solutions that we have at the moment yeah and i think that's, that's uh, missing. yeah what you say is amazing and and you know um we can always see a need for improvement i think most of the solutions we are talking about are more like strictly collaboration solutions yeah um but if you recognize that's why most of these platforms have what they call apis api basically is we are delivering this solution but we know that this solution is not fully um um, ready on its own um so for that reason um they are able to give you an api where you could integrate other things into that solution i'll give an example if you've heard about ring central ring central is a more robust communication platform so it, it will do meetings like you have on zoom um, but it will also do telephone calls and people can call in and the, rather than the call go to a physical desk it goes to your to the app on your phone so you can make calls virtually from your phone using a number which is your ring central number okay. now 
what most people don't understand is Ring Central, the meeting solution is actually Zoom. So they've taken Zoom, so they have they've taken Zoom's API, built it into their own secure platform, and then they've added other features into the solution. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's only when if you try because I have a um, Ring Central account, so I know. When I try to use Ring Center for the experience you have setting up a Zoom meeting is the same experience with Ring Center. And if you then go and research online and ask what's the difference between Ring Center and Zoom, you now realize that Ring Center has actually licensed the Zoom product. So they pay Zoom a fee, license the product, and then they've added other things into their own suite to make it a more sophisticated um, collaboration platform. That's why they're quite massive in the uk if, if in the us i mean if you go to the us and you're a small business you will likely be using ring central just because of all that those features it gives to you so the point there is there's always a business case for extending a single product into a more um effective business solution um and and there are businesses all over the world that are built on that simple model of taking something and then licensing that product but adding other things to it so that's an amazing entrepreneurial um, um opportunity for anyone who who wants to think about doing that but what you say is absolutely right okay okay thank you so much um finally um could you tell us more about about lecture learning any anything else you want people to know about it where they can find you how they can reach out to you what other services you 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 rent you offer just um, generally if you're on social media if it's via phone or whatever how they can contact you um just uh, feel free okay uh, um let's learning like i previously said we are a tutoring company and um, we've been going on now for exactly four and a half years um I'm I'm proud of what we have achieved at Lextra as a business because we have been able to deliver really quality solutions for learning for students. Year in, year out, we prepare students for different exams, A-levels, GCSE exams, 11-plus exams, SAT exams with primary school students, right? And we've constantly seen massive progress and um, for that reason, we've grown mainly by referrals, um, but we're obviously looking to grow through other channels. Now, so um, I think our track record has, has helped us a lot because um, lots of people now know us a lot more within the Leeds area, but we're constantly growing. With this COVID situation, we have found um, an opportunity with the online tutoring. And so we're offering online tutoring now, which means um, apart from our local locations in Leeds and Wakefield, everyone anywhere in the UK can subscribe to our services. Um, so we, we are focused, and this is what differentiates us, uh, is our focus is on maths, English, and the sciences. So we teach maths, English, chemistry, biology, and physics. We will never go beyond those five subjects. That's just because that's where we want to focus. Okay. We, we don't want to be everything to everybody. Um, and we've taken those core subjects. And the other thing I would like to say is that we have a model where even when we're doing face-to-face tutoring, we don't have any more than five students to a teacher. 
we're really, really passionate about that. And it means that we are really staff heavy. So um, we were around almost 50 students before this COVID-19 situation. And I think we had around 18 um, staff, which is almost a one to two point something ratio, um, which means that for every three students at Lextra, there is a staff. Um, and that's just because we feel that students working in small groups makes a massive impact. There are, there's research to prove that small group sizes are more effective for learning. And even schools are conscious of that um, and trying to make sure that the number of students in a class is is um, shrinking. So you'll find that um, um, challenging groups will quite be um, smaller group sizes just because it's easier to be more effective with each child. So we're, we're quite small in that, in the sense of what we want to do. We want to make sure that every child is getting the attention that they need. The other thing that stands us out is most of our teachers are fully qualified. You know, we it makes our business more expensive to run, but it means that we can deliver more quality. And when I say fully qualified, they've gone through a PGCA and most of our teachers are also actively teaching in schools. What that means is that they are aware of the constant changes um, to things happening in education. Um, the Almost the final thing I will say is I'm passionate about inspiration. Inspiration, I feel, is far more important than lots of things. If you can inspire a child, if you can show a child why education is important for their future well-being, then you can make that child do the work you want them to do. The big thing that parents talk about is I can't get to uh, my child doesn't want to learn. Or they, they tell you, um, are you still online? Yeah, I am, I am, I am. Okay, I, I, for a second, I just wondered if you are. Um, they tell no, you they can't inspire their children to learn. Or I've tried to talk to him, he doesn't like school, he doesn't. I think if you inspire a child, and by inspiration, I, I mean telling that child what the end picture can look like. Where are you heading? To for your life. University might not be for everyone, but if you can inspire a child to say, I want to be the best at what I do, then you can get most children to put in the energy and the effort that they need to put in to succeed in the education. So I am big on inspiring the kids that we work with. And I have seen kids come to our center and parents will say to me, he doesn't like to learn. You know, I'm sure within the next two sessions, he will not be here anymore. And they're shocked. One month down the road, the child is still coming and is passionate and is getting involved. I think young people respond to inspiration. If you put a high standard for them, if you believe in them, if you motivate them, they will want to prove that they can do it. And that's the fantastic thing I like about working with the young people that I've come across. And I've been in the West Yorkshire area. I've probably taught at more than 10 schools. Every single lesson I go to, I'm telling them, I want this one hour I spend with you. I want it to be the one hour you look back to and say, I actually learned something in mass there. And that's really important to the way we operate at Lextra. Um, so that's me done now, pitching Lextra. If you want to connect with us, um, our telephone number is 0113 Seven seven nine zero. I'll repeat that. O double one three five three nine seven seven nine zero. We are on Facebook and Twitter as Lextra Learning. On Facebook and Twitter as 
Lextra Learning. So if you search for Lextra Learning on Facebook and Twitter, you should be able to connect with us. Um, our website address is www.lextralearning.com. Um, we are currently encouraging parents to try our online solution free of charge. Um, we just need them to register. Their children can come, experience the learning, and we've had most people who have come on the trial and transpired to be our um, students. If you want to have that free trial, all you need to do is tap in your browser freetrial.lextralearning.com. I'll repeat that freetrial.lextralearning.com, and you'll just be able to get your form you can fill. Um, so yeah that's it now okay okay that's um it's been wonderful speaking speaking with you um, can, can i say that, first of all how sorry sorry yeah, to interrupt yeah. can i say how proud i am of what you are currently doing you know because i i know that um we've talked a little bit about your project um what you're doing with with this um podcast um it's it's amazing to see someone who you know come up with an idea and begin to actively push that idea to educate people and to actually help other people. Um, I know you have a podcast for business and you have another one where um, you just address the knowledge. So uh, I'd like to say we're really proud of what you're doing. Um, well done. In any way we can support you, um, do let me know. Okay, thank you so much. I'll sure hold you to that. And the first way I would <laughs> say that you support me right now is go follow the twitter handle on um at it's ugo's take at stake ugo's take at stake that is u-g-o-s-t-a-c-k-e yeah. at s-t-a-k-e s-t-a-k-e yeah. ugo's take at stake yeah okay yeah i will okay okay that's that's an easy one for me okay Okay, so once again, thank you so much for coming. Um, thank Mr. Jonah Olebo for coming. The direct, director of uh, and founder of Lextra Learning has come and has spoken with us not only about Lextra, but other um, events as well, like the COVID-19 and, and other issues. So parents, you know where to find him. You know where to find them. Please do your children a favor and get on Lextra. So I want to now say goodbye to Mr. Jonah Olebo. I hope you enjoy your Sunday and have a good week, a good week ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ugo. All right, you're Take welcome. care. Take care. Bye. So that was Mr. Jonah Olebo and I must say it was a nice time speaking with him. Hopefully we we'll would have him on some other time. But I want to use this opportunity to give a massive shout out to the NHS and other social health and social care workers that have been given their utmost being at the front lines of uh, this COVID-19 pandemic. Big shout out to them. Keep trying, keep doing it and keep being strong. The, the whole, the entire UK is behind you. We at Ugo's Take, we are behind you. Everyone is behind you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being great. And the best for you is yet to come. So, thanks listeners for downloading on Spotify, listening from our Facebook page, following us on Twitter, 
and all that good stuff so next episode we promise will be even better richer and more exciting more informative and more interesting i'd say so do have a wonderful time and remain strong keep safe keep on self-isolating be good